Hi friends, I'm Erin from Whalen Farms and Erin Whalen Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington State to 100 plus acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we are building our homestead from the ground up. Happy week before Thanksgiving, friends. I cannot believe, honestly, Thanksgiving did sneak up on me. Uh, my mom the other day was over and she was like, Aaron, what's the holiday menu? Like, what do you want me to bring? And I had to pause for a second and I'm like, didn't November just start? How are we already here with Thanksgiving next week? I, the last few months of the year fly by. From October on, it just feels like you blink and a week is past. If you're feeling the same way, then let's just kind of go through this together. I want to share some Thanksgiving traditions, tips and ideas, a few recipes that I use, fun stuff like that. I've got my, it's still morning when I'm recording this. I have my raw cream in my coffee right next to me for my Nespresso. I've got my Thanksgiving list to my right. The kids are actually downstairs right now decorating their homeschool room Christmas tree. So we have, we get a live tree every year and we set it upstairs in the main living room. But it just didn't feel festive enough for me. And if you know me and you've been here for a while, I love celebrating each and every holiday. Every month is my favorite month. And so I got this tree from Amazon, pretty inexpensive. Um, I'll link it. And I made it a vintage Christmas tree last year. It was really fun. But we put it in the in the homeschool room. And so the kids are putting lights on that right now and getting it all spruced up. So it just feels fun in the in the homeschool room. And it's kind of like their homeschool slash craft room. Evelyn is just my, she's in a crafting phase right now. That girl is just going through the markers and going through the paper like crazy. And so I definitely am going to add a lot of those fun things to her Christmas list this year. And we're going to talk about Christmas lists and what to get the kids and things like that um, in a future episode. I'm really excited about that. But today we're talking about Thanksgiving and just kind of what, how we laid out here and just the fun that I think Thanksgiving can be. I know it can be very stressful for some people depending on family coming over or what's happening. But as I get older, the less I care <laughs> about wondering what someone else is thinking or opinions or this or that. I just do not have time or space in my life. And I have curated my life so much that I really do enjoy the just not only the day to day, but the holidays and how I do the holidays. And my family is very giving and, and loving anyhow, and there's not very much issues with that. But if there was, I would still not care because this is how I do things and you're welcome into my home and it's going to be fun. I am not going to allow fun to be taken from these special moments where we get to create lasting memories with our families. These kind of core moments in time, these core memories that our kids get to take with them and how they will someday look, not only look at the holidays, but fashion their own holidays around the feelings that they had throughout the holiday season with their, with their parents and their family. And as I get older, I feel it's just so special to be able to look back at how my mother fashioned Thanksgiving and how we went to visit my grandparents and just how that whole, how it all worked. Um, you know, tradition, whether we know it or not, whether we know how deep it goes, it can be everything from just my mom would turn on the Doris Day movies and we would watch them. My grandma would have all the Doris Day movies lined up and we would grab those and go to the TV and half the time we would turn them on and then we'd race away and we'd play and we'd come back and we'd giggle it apart. We'd race away and it was just 
part of the core memories of that time. And so when I put those movies on instantly, it feels festive to me. Like I could be in a bad mood or I could be worried about Thanksgiving or how I'm going to fit everything in my oven or keep things warm or this and that. But if I go over there and I put that movie in and it's just playing in the background, even if I'm not in there, I'm in the kitchen, it's in the living room, it's playing. There's just something so soothing about that. And so I encourage you, friend, find what soothes you. Find something that's just encouraging to you, whether it be a movie on the background, a Christmas playlist, maybe a picture or a photo or a art that you loved growing up or that reminds you of something, hang it somewhere special to you that you are at a lot. A kitchen is obviously a place where we're all going to find ourselves a lot over the next over the next few months, honestly, between Thanksgiving and Christmas and parties and everything else. And really lean into that um, and have that there constantly to just kind of help you recenter, um, reprioritize when we get stressed and busy because it's just going to happen. That's, that's part of the holidays. As much as I wish we could cut that part out and just be like, let's just have it all fun and no stress. Obviously, that's impossible. (laughs) And so find the things and bring them into your space that give you that sense of warmth, that sense of comfort um, as we navigate the season. As I look and kind of sit down and plan my Thanksgiving menu, I am very thankful for back um, a few episodes ago where we talked about pantry organization and prepping our pantry for the holiday months. All the core things that I need that I don't use very often like evaporated milk or condensed milk or the specific things that you bring out through the holiday season but don't always use, I went ahead and I purchased those months ago. I did my Azure order. I did my Costco. I bulked up on my Costco order. So I have tons of flour, tons of sugar, brown sugar, oats, all the things that I know I'm going to need in those holiday recipes. I have those in there. So when I'm planning my menu, thankfully, I don't have to be out there shopping for a ton of stuff. What I'm going to be shopping for is obviously the things that I need fresh, the produce, the fruits, the things like that, that you can't bulk buy or buy ahead of time. Um, ironically, <laughs> for this season, um, we butchered our pigs, which I talked about last time. Um, if you guys want to hit the episode, I know it's not for everyone, but we definitely, we, we came here to raise our own meat so that we didn't have to source to the box stores or so that we knew the life that our animals had and to honor them that way. Um, and so if you want to get that episode, definitely listen to it. I talk about kids in it and how our kids respond to the, the meat animals and how we kind of do all that. But ironically, um, the ham, we will not have our pigs back in time for Thanksgiving. Therefore, we will not have a Thanksgiving ham from our own pigs. And so we still have to outsource that. So again, that's just kind of one of the things of, this is our first year doing pigs. We know that we'll need to um, probably do this a month in advance next time so that we can have everything here. We kind of waited to the last minute, which, you know, you can listen to all that in the episode why it took us so long. But anyhow, we will have to buy a ham this year. So just things like that. It's what do you need to purchase um, and then write out your list. I love to go to all the family members that are coming and say, what is one dish that's very special to you that you want to make sure is here? Because Honest, I'm not a huge potatoes and gravy person. And so there was one, we used to host Friendsgiving over in Washington State. So um, only here, now that we are in Tennessee, do I host 
the gatherings and that's because my house is bigger than my parents house but over at home my mom always hosted I kind of wanted to a few times but my mom really wanted to which is fine I mean so we had Friendsgiving and so I would have my huge friend group we did it for I don't know three or four years it was so fun we looked forward to it every year I cried last year um, when I didn't have Friendsgiving because that was just such a special time people would stay till 1 a.m. We would play games. Oh, it was so much fun, you guys. I just loved it. I miss it so much. <laughs> um, I'm going to make myself cry here. I'm not. But um, I would go to each person. And, I, and so I didn't make mashed potatoes because I was like, not a thing for me. I, it's not something that I really look forward to. And the horror, the horror on several people's faces when they were like, you do not have mashed potatoes. And I was like, no, you know, like there's so much other good food. And they, they were just mortified and so I learned from then on to just make sure to ask each person what is something special that the holidays Thanksgiving Christmas would not be complete without having this piece of food here for you and then I structured my list around that my menu to make sure that I hit everyone's special comfort food that they look forward to and then I fill in the gaps between all of that and then my favorite way to shop honestly is I love to shop late at night for my Thanksgiving stuff because the stores I find are pretty much dead, either late at night or first thing in the morning. But usually what I'll do is Travis will come home. He'll be with the kids. I will say peace out and I will drive to the store. I mean, I'm not joking. I did this eight o'clock at night and I would just wander the aisles by myself. There was very few other people in there and I could grab everything I needed. Um, and it was nice. I, I really liked that. So maybe that's a little hack on how to avoid the huge crowds because, oh my goodness, me and my friend always would talk to each other about our Costco visits and how people go through the Costco front door or Sam's Club or whatever other like huge store and they show their card and they stop. They stop in front of all the people that are trying to get in the store to put their card back in their purse, like in the middle of the aisle, blocking everything and... It's just so funny. It's it's so funny how oblivious some people are to their surroundings and other people and just being, you know, respectful. <laughs> Anyhow, but so I just, I try to avoid all that. And so I go as late as possible. I get all my goodies. And that's kind of when I find the extra things. I will go through and I'll be like, this baking chocolate looks fun, or I'm going to use this, or I'm going to splurge on things that we don't normally have in our house. You know, I do kind of the, the 80-20 or 90-10 or whatever rule of, I do... Uh, organic the things we eat the most often are the cleanest things because they are the things that we are consuming the most but when it comes to the holidays and things like that I will splurge I will I will buy the things I normally don't and just kind of incorporate those into the recipes because again we're going for fun we're going for memories we're going for special um and so I will do all that and then once I do that I kind of sit down and I go okay what things can I purchase or not purchase what things can I make or can I prep beforehand so I'm not just running around the kitchen that day can I make the pie filling in advance and freeze it can I make the crusts ahead of time and do something with those is there other things that I can kind of group together and um and just make it easier for myself the day of I like to before even um like a couple days beforehand I will just have a spot in my kitchen, whether it be my dining room table or something else, and I will put all the ingredients, if I have canned goods or specific things together, with the bowl that those items are going to all be mixed and put into. So I can kind of visually see if I'm missing any pieces. So I'll have, um, you know, the three bean salad I'll put, or the 
was it the green bean salad? <laughs> Maybe you're doing a three bean salad too. I'll put them all together, all the ingredients with the container it's going to be in. And beside that, I'll put maybe the potatoes that are unwashed next to the bowl that those are going to be in. So I just kind of have it all there. And I am very visual. So it's hard for me to visualize it all just being in my pantry. I have to have it kind of sitting out ready. And then I know what to grab next or what needs to come next. And so my kitchen is kind of like everybody eat in the homeschool room or eat in the dining or eat in the living room or something um, because I'm using this area as my prep area for Thanksgiving dinner. And so that's just kind of what works for me. And then... Um, and that's it. Like I just, at that point in time, I'm ready. And so then I work on the decor. I love, I know that this is not for everyone, but here is my reasoning behind why I decorate for Christmas before Thanksgiving. And that is because I have to choose carefully what I invest my time in so that I can be present with my family's for my family for the holidays. And so if I'm decorating for Halloween and then I'm decorating for Thanksgiving and then I'm decorating for Christmas, that's just so many hours spent taking bins out, putting bins away, grabbing things from the totes, organizing the totes, storing the totes, you know, playing tote Tetris in the garage, you know. So if I can put the Halloween away, grab the Christmas out and slowly put the Christmas up, it takes me, I mean, I showed on Instagram stories yesterday. I have the totes sitting out on the front porch. Thank goodness I have a covered porch. They've been there for over two weeks because I got them out. I started decorating. We got sick. They sat there <laughs> and I've just been slowly going there and grabbing back and forth since. Before our old house, we had what I called my room of shame, which was my storage room downstairs. And I could just, that place looked like it exploded, like a bomb went off. Um, for about a month as I just slowly went down there when I had moments to grab my Christmas decor, bring it up and decorate the house. And so by not decorating for Thanksgiving, but just embracing Christmas decor through Thanksgiving, I'm saving myself a whole, put the totes away, bring the totes back out for a different kind of decor. And so that gives me, frees me up more so that I can enjoy this season instead of constantly feeling like, I mean, Three holidays in three months is a lot. And to decorate for every single one is a lot. So if I can just do two, um, that's very, that helps me a lot. And honestly, less and less every year am I decorating for Halloween and more just for harvest. And so I'll hold the harvest over um, and then slowly bring the harvest out and put the Christmas in. And it's very, it's a very organic, just kind of easy process for me now. And I really enjoy that. So when people come over, I instantly want the house to feel just warm and inviting and welcoming. And so to do that, I usually have, so I, I love Alexis. And I know some people are like, they listen to everything you do. Friends, our phone is listening to everything we do. So what's one more device? That's kind of how I look at it. I know some people are different, but I have an Alexa in the homeschool room. I have one in the kitchen and um, I'll just have her softly play Christmas playlists or Thanksgiving playlists or um, vintage playlists in the background. And then usually the TVs, I'll either have um, art on it. So I will go to just YouTube and pull up Christmas art or Christmas screensavers and they loop for sometimes three hours, sometimes 12 hours, they'll just kind of loop around and around. And so I'll do that or I'll put on Home Alone or um, a Christmas movie or something in the background that's just low, just so it's not so dark. I hate, this is maybe just me, I hate walking into a living room and seeing this blank black screen from a TV. It just, it throws off all the hard work we do in our homes to make them beautiful to have this big black gaping hole of a TV in the corner. And I would love to get one of those art TVs at some point in time, but I can't justify it right now because our TV still works. So I'm not going to get rid of our TV to buy the art TV 
it's just frivolous spending for us anyhow at this point in time. So I just do the screensaver or I do a movie just so there's something, there's not just this black void um, in the corner of my living room. It's very welcoming. Before I had a fire, so at our old house, we had a fireplace upstairs in our upstairs living room. And then in our downstairs um, TV room, there was no fireplace. And so I would just have, Netflix has a fireplace video. They just play for like three hours. And so I would just loop that down there. And it just, it adds a level of cozy. It's the little details like that that really warm up a space and make it welcoming. Some people are very into the details. Other people are not. And other people's, other people are not. And so I am here to tell you, it does make a difference. Those little tweaks, those little things you do, it completely can transform the way someone feels, whether they are aware of it or not. Sometimes they aren't, but you come into, you know how you come into a room or someone's house, you walk in and it feels sterile and you feel kind of like you pull into yourself, like, I don't want to break this and I don't want to ruin that. And I don't know where I belong in this space. But yet there's some rooms that you walk into and you just like, you can just feel your shoulders relax. You let out a sigh and you just feel like you are welcome here. And that is what I'm trying to create. And so I do that too by a lot of, um, I do the battery operated candles a lot. That's because we have so many stinking cats in this house. If you, again, if you're Instagram stories, you know how we got all these cats. They weren't intentional, but here we are. We have six cats that indoor outdoor go all over the place and um, I'm not burning down my house because four of them are kittens and they are wild and so we I just have battery operated candles and I will go through um, a lot of them are on the little uh, remotes and so I'll just click them all on when it gets dusk out I will turn on my lamps on lamps are so cozy so I'll put my lamps on everywhere I'll put the music on we've got the tv fireplace rolling it is just it is giving welcome it is giving welcome when you walk in the house now let's talk about Thanksgiving Day. You've prepped. The house is decorated. It's cozy. You're so excited. There's a knock on the door. People are coming. Whether you have a huge gathering or just a few intimate people, either one is so special, so precious, so memorable. You do not have to have a huge crowd, but if you have a huge crowd, it is also amazing. Um, if you can, my mom always used to have, she would always invite the neighbors, just always the neighbors. They could come over, hang out, leave, stay. There was, there was kind of a rotating people would come, people would go. And it was amazing because everyone knew that they were welcome. Everyone knew that if they didn't have a spot or if something had happened, um, they were welcome in my parents' home. And that was such a gift my mother gave to people. And it's something that I want to carry on too. So if, you know, I'm still so new to our area, but I have reached out to other people and said, you know, if you don't have something to do, you are welcome here. Um, I am thankful for you. And I want you to feel that and appreciate that today. So, but anyhow, people come. And one of the things that uh, I always remember, my mom always had the kids table. And so when we did Friendsgiving, I did the kids table, but I took parchment paper or butcher paper and I put it over the whole table and I set up markers. I bought placemats that were colorable like the ones you get at restaurants, except these were Thanksgiving themed. And I put them out. So instantly there's markers, there's color crayons, there's activities. The kids can go over there. They can mark up their table. They can play. And that is that is fun for them. And so that gives them an option. Um, I always tell people bring the hats, the coats, the boots, everything. You can go outside. The kids can play in the Pacific Northwest. A lot of the times there was snow on the ground. It was cold either way. And so you had the opportunity to play in the backyard. Um, and then we had games and stuff set out too. For the adults, when we were growing up, card games were huge. Oh, what was it called? It's not called Bunko. It's not called Rummy. There was some game that the parents were so excited. Like after Thanksgiving dinner was over, it was 
kind of like kids go find something to do. The parents are playing these card games and they would look forward to these. They played it on Christmas and on Thanksgiving every year. And they would be over there playing those card games for hours. And it was, you could just tell they were, they looked forward to it. It was so fun. And that was when we're like, the parents are busy and now we get to go be mischievous and fun and just kind of go off on our own, which we thought was awesome as well. But um, so card games are really nice. I love to have games and puzzles just sitting out when people walk in and Obviously, like a drink center, there's um, cider, there's sparkling um, juices, things like that. Come over and make yourself welcome. A lot of times, awkwardness can be removed by just giving someone something to hold in their hand. Hands are very awkward sometimes. And so, can I give you a drink? They're holding something. Now they can go around. They don't feel weird with their hands flailing all over the place. I always buy new puzzles. So sometimes, I think one time at my parents, I even did a thousand piece puzzle. I think we got it done. Um, But everyone would come over and just put a few pieces, wander away. Some people would be sitting there for hours working on the puzzle. And so the puzzle's nice because it just kind of gives you something to pop over and just work on. Um, And again, it makes less awkward as you're even if you're quiet you're quiet because you're thinking you're working on a puzzle so you don't feel like you have to just always engage in conversation because there's people who love to engage in conversation there's people who are just more on the quiet side and so it gives them something to do and so card games puzzles music the tv's going we the kids have um, art and things to do and so there's just it's it's just very fun it's a fun environment and that's what I try to create and so um also I will give I will give people tasks in the kitchen if you're coming over the potatoes need cut this needs done and again that kind of breaks the ice of you're giving someone a project so they're not just standing there awkwardly while, while you're doing everything they're now a part of this and there is joy in that for the people who come over and our guests um so if someone says can I help with anything Find something for them to do. They're offering, and this is going to help break the ice. And then just enjoy. You know, most of the time, our dinners were about a half an hour to 45 minutes late, sometimes an hour because the meat. I feel like the meat was never done on time, um, but it was it was okay. And we kind of expected it after a while, and so it was fine. And we always, I would bring uh, my parents usually the, like a little snack board of meats and cheeses. What is it called? Charchute. I never say it right, you guys. Charcuterie. I don't know, the meat and cheese trays. I would bring that. And so we would snack on those. We would drink yummy cider and good drinks. And we would just play. And it was very fun. And it didn't feel awkward waiting for the meal to be done. And we always, my mom always served it where it was all on the center island. You go grab it and then you would go take it to your, um, because she would have sometimes, you know, sometimes 15, 20, 25 people. And it's just not feasible to sit there and be like, pass the mashed potatoes because everybody would be passing things no one would ever be able to eat. So we had the center where you went and grabbed it all and then you went down and you sat at the beautiful table that she always made gorgeous and um, and it was fun. You could get up and grab, you know, seconds or whatever you needed to do. And then slowly we would transition all the stuff that needed to go in the fridge. In the fridge, we would bring out the desserts and set them. We had a dessert table and people could just come up to that as they wanted to grab desserts and then sit back down and just relax and enjoy. Um, and it was just beautiful. So I would love to hear what you guys have as far as traditions, things like that. Um, let me know over on Instagram stories uh, or send me a message, I mean, and I'll try to screenshot some of them if I get enough and share just some of your guys' traditions and what you really enjoy doing. Um, and we like to talk about, too, my mom would sometimes make us go around and just say, what are you grateful for? Um, what did you really like about this year? What were some of your favorite things? We would just 
chat that way too. Um, just showing gratitude on Thanksgiving for what we have. And that kind of helps release the stress as well. So I hope that that got you excited for Thanksgiving, excited for this coming season. Um, If I see you shopping at eight o'clock at night, I will wave at you from across the store. (laughs) And, um, And other than that, I am taking next week off for Thanksgiving. I am trying to just cut specific things and just make this part of the year slower. I've also talked about that in a previous podcast episode where I am intentionally saying no to specific things so we can have the quietness and coziness of home and the ability to enjoy this time of year, which I believe should be slower. I think that that's good for us. Um, So I will be back after Thanksgiving and we will talk about Christmas and all the wonderful stuff that comes with that. So until then, friends, I will talk to you later. As I'm listening back and editing the podcast, I am realizing that I did not share any recipes. Um, And so linked below in the show notes, I'm going to share some of my favorite recipes. I'm going to link to the Christmas tree I talked about, the vintage, and just some inspiration for you to gather. Um, And I think I have my, I'll put my Pinterest handle on there. I love, if you guys would follow me on Pinterest, I love to share. I'm very vintagey, very... Um, well, you guys should know at this point in time, I'm sure you know how I feel and kind of my decorating style. So, um, follow me on there and I have a link to my email so you can stay in the know with, um, an email weekly that I send out on Saturdays. So there's always goodies in the show notes. So check that out if you guys have any questions and if you don't see something there, reach out to me on Instagram, send me a message and I will send you a link or whatever you need from there.